Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 5 and 1240. Showtime. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. ready. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. We're getting Ricky Skaggs on this show. Remind me? You really don't know Ricky Skaggs. Jeff Lutz. Son of the late, great Bob Skaggs. You're funny. <laughs> I'm so funny, it's almost hard to bear. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. I am so totally turned on right now, I could speak. I am Bob Lutz. My son, Jeff Lutz, is the co-host of the show. Uh, We're doing this little archaic at the beginning. Uh, I remodeled my basement, and uh, we got some wires crossed or something, but we're going to figure it out. The one and only Tony Deucing is coming to the rescue. Until then, we'll try to entertain and inform you uh, on a Monday edition. Jeff, welcome in. Are we not going to try to inform them after Tony gets here? I assume that lasts both hours, right? Are we? Is that our goal? You know what? You're sitting in another room right now, but I'll come out there and strangle you if you don't watch it. Well, I'm, you know, uh, anytime you want to, there'll be some weird feedback if that happens and you're out here at the same time as well, me. Well, it, it, it is what it is at this point. Uh, what did you think of the new desk? It looks nice. You look... Uh, um, I don't know what you look behind that desk. It's just an interesting look. You're kind of tucked in. It's kind of almost like a little bunker for you. Uh, it's 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 interesting, but uh, yeah. I'm glad the fellow's got it put together for you. I'm going to uh, do some other rearranging here. I've got some ideas, some concepts. I picked out carpet today. Um, I, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make this uh, office as comfortable as I possibly can. Was it uncomfortable before? It seemed like only one uh, year here from two to four. It was just uh, yeah, it was just a little cluttered, but it didn't. You didn't look uncomfortable. It's highly uncomfortable from two to four. Well, but that's, other that's, than that, it's like great. a you problem. You don't like anybody that improves their homes. I didn't say uh, that. It, just it bothers you that people put money into their homes. I, I a strange. It's a strange thing. I just I don't think I said that, so I don't know how to respond to that uh, premise. But it does. It bothers you that I would spend any money improving uh, the home in any fashion whatsoever. And Again, that's I don't know how to respond to that because show. the premise itself is is faulty. Have you spent any money on your homestead? Uh, well, I spent money to build and purchase the home, 
Uh, we we spent, you, uh, did that. Has there been any uh, well, You spend money on your home all the time. It's like, how do you even have money to upgrade when you are all, all uh, fixing something at all times, it seems like? Not that that's would been the bo- case Would it us. bother you if, I'm, if I tell you I'm looking to improve the lighting in this room? I don't know. I mean, do what you want to do. If that makes you happy and that makes you feel good, then who am I to uh, discourage it? Do See, what you again, want to do. It, 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 you just don't like that. I want you to do what you want to do. I mean, that's, uh, I'm not a light person. I'd, I'd be happy if all the lights in the world went out yesterday. So really, you don't want to yeah. you don't want to have good lighting when you're working on uh, your laptop or or uh, aspects like that. Man, I like, live one of the simplest lives. There's not much to me. I'm not a complicated. Well, that person, that's not a shock, really. So, you know, I don't think about lighting in my laptop. These aren't things that I ever really consider. Uh, Maybe that's to my detriment, but I don't know. That's just something that doesn't really cross my mind. What do you consider when it comes to improvements? I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy. I don't, it doesn't take a lot for me to be content in my surroundings. As long as I have somewhere comfortable to sit and lie down, I think I'm, I'm okay. I don't, I don't need a lot of, luxuries and and ex- expenses and extravagancies is that a word i made it up is uh is is solid lighting and extravagance i again you're you're putting these words in my mouth i just said i didn't need ex- extravagancies whatever that is i did not put anything into that category i'm just saying what i said was are you lighting- sure are you sure that you're related to me. Have you done any kind of testing? Because while I am not an extravagant person, um, I am a person who strives uh, to live in comfort. And this, I think that's this good. office has not been a comfortable place for me. And uh, it's got too much clutter, and it's and that's going to be dealt with. As you know, we've thrown away a lot of stuff down here. Yeah, um, I've thrown away a lot more, of stuff. There's more to come. When is that taking place? As very soon. I need okay. a. I need. I need the trash dumpster, which is overflowing, to be to be emptied, and that happens tomorrow morning. Then well, we'll exciting. begin the process I'm, of refilling it. I'm ready for step two of this process. I can't wait. Well, you're going to be involved in it. I don't know. I assume you need me to help. Well, step two may start as soon as you leave, as soon as this show's over today. Yeah, I'm not going to be able available for step two immediately after the show, and it won't take long to get it done. And uh, I think that's going to happen after the show today. You just said we're going to throw stuff away tomorrow, so I'll be here tomorrow. No, we're gonna we're gonna move some we're gonna move some stuff today. We'll throw away stuff tomorrow. There, hmm. This is a process. This is not even close to being done. Uh, it's probably another two-week process until okay, I get well, it to where I then want. Today isn't necessary. I'll, we'll work on stuff tomorrow. What's the problem with today? Eh, it's a Monday. I don't really like doing stuff on Mondays. You know, uh, you sound like the most <laughs> – I if I was driving through and I heard this, I would think uh, this kid doesn't want to do anything on Mondays. Yeah, it's inactivity Monday. This has been a thing. Well, for do you do anything life. on Sundays? Uh, I would have. Yeah, I was gonna. I was prepared to come over last Sunday, and you uh, postponed that to uh, this 
Saturday, this previous Saturday, and I came over and I worked hard and I broke a sweat and I went up and down stairs and inside and outside uh, and you you and did fine. Carried. Uh, <laughs> did a good job. Uh, it's funny to listen to you. Thank you for all your help. You're welcome. Uh, it's much appreciated. Here's what we have on tap for the show today. Uh, Weston Sharts, the head football coach at Cape and Mount Carmel, does feel comfortable to come on today with us uh, after their win, their lopsided win over Bishop Carroll. Uh, almost 9,000 people at Riverfront Stadium to take in that uh, that uh, rivalry. Cape and breaks a 24-game losing streak uh, to Bishop Carroll, and we'll talk to uh, Capen's coach at 225. At 245 today, Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. He's our K-State guy. We go to him when we have questions. And uh, after Friday night's performance down in Stillwater against Oklahoma State, boy, do we have questions. Uh, so Weston Charts and Tim Fitzgerald uh, coming up a little bit later on the show. Lots of football talk, as always, on a Monday. And some baseball talk. We've got two National League series uh, picking up today, best of five in the NLDS. Dodgers trying to get one back against Arizona. That's the late game today. And Philadelphia trying to go up two to nothing. They'll play at Atlanta in the early game this evening. My uh, World Series predictions are looking pretty good, aren't they? What was it, Texas and who? Texas and Philadelphia. Texas and the Phillies, yeah, it's looking good. Well, I mean, why don't you offer that up? Why don't you say, man, Dad, you uh, you seem to be right on this stuff. Uh, it's not really my style, but if you're going to bring it up, I can't I can't disagree with you. The I Phillies did, uh, have won three. The uh, uh, the Rangers have won three. They both look really good, and uh, you should be happy with your predictions. I did uh, pick all sweeps in the uh, wild card division. That happened. Um, and I didn't think Baltimore was quite ready for prime time when it comes to that Texas lineup. And uh, that looks to uh, be coming to fruition. Texas and Philadelphia have, you know, everybody talks about the importance of pitching and no question uh, the, the importance of pitching is monumental. But when you can hit like these two teams can hit, uh, man, it's uh, it's something else. And the Phillies shut out Atlanta with a bullpen game. Uh, that won't, That's unheard of. Now they've got Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola ready to go in games two and three. I don't know how Atlanta – if I'm an Atlanta fan, I'm not feeling great about this series. No, probably not, but they do have Max Fried. Atlanta fans should never – be too worried. I get that it's uh, the postseason. You're always anxious about every pitch that's thrown if you're a fan and you're never comfortable, but you're still the Atlanta Braves, and that's what the Atlanta Braves themselves need to be telling themselves. They didn't tie the all-time home run record and slug 501 as a team and have a 40-70 guy and another guy who hit 50-plus uh, home runs. I mean, this is this is a potent, powerful lineup as well. I'm not saying that uh, they're just going to steamroll the Phillies in the next three, but they should be confident because 
they're really good. Uh, I don't know if Baltimore should be confident down down 0-2, the team that I kind of picked to the World Series. They don't, I guess, seem really like a team built for the postseason with their lineup. It's got some holes. Well, why'd you pick them? I don't know. I just, hey, if they're going to win 101. I mean, you know, if, you're, if they're not uh, a team and, built for the postseason, it seems crazy that you. Well, I didn't even. Them. I didn't think they were really that built for the regular season. Their lineup isn't great. Uh, you look at Adley Rutschman, who's probably their star outside of maybe Gunnar Henderson, uh, and he didn't have a great offensive year. So I didn't really know how they figured that out. Aaron Hicks came over and played well. Uh, they got some good performances from guys that maybe you didn't expect. But I, I just figured. Again, I'll more, ask the question: Why'd you pick them? I'm I'm getting to that. I just figured if Baltimore is a 101 win team, they must have done something right. They must have some kind of one of those unspeakable things that I hate. There must be something there that's that's unexplainable. So I went with Baltimore. Uh, their bullpen had been good. I know they lost uh, Cano, or was it Batista? One of those two guys got injured. Um, so I don't know. And uh, my picks aren't looking good. I had I had the Dodgers and Orioles. Well, that's just an awful pick, as it as it appears right now. And I'd I'd almost be ashamed to, to admit it. I mean, I I'm not ashamed. I mean, I mean it's just I, sports, that, right? There would come a time when you just don't you don't you try to pretend like that never happened or that you were under the influence or something. Yeah, you don't, I don't just to, I don't need to run. You don't from just it. throw it's it out there. Nah, I'm good with it. You want people to take you seriously? If they do, that's great. If they don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really blame them. <laughs> well, well, I I would certainly uh, not uh, announce that to the world that you picked the Orioles and the Dodgers. Uh, Clayton Kershaw got absolutely rocked, and I know we're not supposed to say this, but I'd like you to refute it. Clayton Kershaw in the postseason has been blank, mm, average at best, probably below average, which. It's unfortunate because it does put a little bit of a, a black mark on his overall resume. They did have a championship in the abbreviated 2020 season. Otherwise, you know, his a couple of his performances, if they had gone the other way, maybe the Dodgers would have two or three championships. But he's kind of been one of the one of the uh, elements and components of that team that's held them back in the postseason over the years. And for a first ballot Hall of Famer, that's not something you want to be saying. Okay, right. Right now, when we sit here uh, on October 9th, 2023, Clayton Kershaw has pitched effectively one full season in the postseason. Uh, he's pitched 194 and a third innings in the postseason. He's given up 165 hits. He's struck out 213. His whip is 1.11. Uh, those numbers are all very good, right? Excellent. Why is his ERA 4.49? Uh, I don't know. I was going to say he walks more guys than he typically does. He doesn't does. walk very many. But that brings the, the whip. I mean, it would bring the whip up significantly if that were a real problem. Uh, home runs, maybe, I would assume. He gives up more he, home he's runs. He's given up 30 home runs in 194 and a third innings. Uh, and it would be awesome to go back and look at the number of three-plus run innings Clayton Kershaw has There've been quite allowed a in his postseason career. That seems, if I had to pick out a reason, it would be that. Because 
it seems to snowball on him, uh, which is exactly what happened against the Diamondbacks. Their left fielder didn't catch a ball he probably should have. And then all bets were off. They just started ringing him up. Uh, and he was out of the game in the first inning. It's a bizarre it's a bizarre situation with Clayton Kershaw in the postseason. Yeah, he's been doing it with uh, a little bit of smoke and mirrors late in the season. He's clearly not healthy, uh, but he's basically all they have as far as uh, a proven guy. I mean, Lance Lynn is in that rotation, but he's on the decline. Bobby Miller, a rookie, pitches tonight. He's probably going to be really good, but we'll see if he can uh, answer the bell in, in this situation. Kershaw has to go. Uh, if he's healthy enough to walk out to the mound, I guess he's he's got to do it. And do you like uh, for him, at least in start one? Do you like doing the show in another room? Not it's, really, but it's because you're uh, sounding totally like doing. you're really uh, you're really becoming quite analytical, like someone on the baseball uh, the MLB network. Well, you usually don't let me talk for that long because you don't out here. You don't see that I'm about to wrap up, so I could just talk for the rest of the segment, really. Well, how'd the Friday show go with uh, wall-to-wall interviews? Uh, I had uh, some positive feedback on it. Uh, (laughs) Where'd the positive feedback come from? Well, your wife was one of them. Really? Um, Did she message you? Yeah, she texted me late in the in the show that day. Wow! What? uh, She's never texted me with with anything positive about my performance. She said, um, it, she said it sounded good, um, no. and and our friend Brent Kimnitz, who I talked to for my uh, KWCH podcast, which I'm bothering everyone on on staff at Channel 12 about getting that distributed, and hope to have some kind of news uh, on it soon. But Brent Kimnitz also said it was it was well done, and that was uh, unprovoked. He said he listened to it, hard to do solo, but good guests and good conversations and. It turned out well. Who were the guests? So we had uh, T.J. Cleveland, and then we had at 225 was Bob Millette, and then at 245 was Clint Normore, then Taylor Eldridge, then Joanna Chadwick, and then Joel T. Lamerno because the Thunder season starts now in less than two weeks. Well, you went after all your all your buddies for the most part. Yeah, we got Clint Normore on. That was that was your influence, well, and he was. He was fun to talk to. Clint was great, I'm sure. He was um, two-time state football champion. All right. So, uh, when what's what is the status of your first KWCH podcast? Does it have a name? Uh, does it have a theme? What what uh, does it have? Uh, any uh, uh, timetable? Is it going to be a weekly thing? A monthly thing? Where are we on that? I'm trying. I'm trying for weekly. That's the goal right now. We'll see when this one gets put out. I've, I'm line. I'm trying to line up some other guests. Um, I sent the info and the first episode off to our promos guy, and he's going to see what he can do with it as far as branding purposes. We've got the video that was being uh, circulated among our team, uh, our managers. Uh, this morning, Here's what this I would afternoon. suggest, because I've got some uh, experience in trying to do too much too soon and not being able to get it, get it done, I would suggest you start with every other week so that you're not overwhelming yourself right out of the chute. Um, I think every week you'll start to feel pressure. Uh, 
So if you start with every other week, um, I think that's plenty. That would be my professional advice to you. Well, yeah, and that's fine. I'll probably do every other week. I just don't want to, uh, I don't know, sell myself short. That's not the right word. No, you're but not I don't selling wanna... yourself short by doing it every other week. You're, you're giving yourself a chance to succeed by doing it every other week. Um, right. Well, I guess I'll do that, it every other week then for a little that's, while. That's how that should work. That should be in your brain. Don't You don't need to prove anything to anybody. You don't need to, oh, I got to get this done every Sunday or Saturday. It's, that's going to start to feel uh, overwhelming. So ease into things as as we've done. And I'm using League 42 as my experience with that. Uh, get your feet under you. Learn how to do things well. And then if you want to try to do more, then you can do that. But don't don't bite off more than you can chew and become discouraged, and then it'll it'll dis- disappear before you know it. I hear you. I got you. All right. I hope so. I appreciate so. the sage advice. Well, I hope so. It is, it is sage advice. No doubt. All right. We need to uh, take a break. When we return, hopefully we'll be talking with Cape and Mount Carmel football coach Weston Sharts, who has a heck of a team. They're five and one, ranked number one by many in class five A, coming off a huge win Friday night over Bishop Carroll. Back in a minute. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
All right, we are back. Bob and Jeff show KFH Radio. Uh, we are joined by Cape and Mount Carmel football coach Weston Sharks coming off. I'd say you've been coaching a long time, Weston, haven't you? Well, a few years, Bob. A few. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make this statement. Uh, you've had a lot of big wins. Is that the biggest? It's in the top five. No doubt about it. It was. It was. Uh, it's in the top five. Uh, I can't say it's the biggest, but it, it was definitely one that needed to happen. Yeah, there there have been uh, quite a few, including you probably got a win or two over Derby on that top five, right? No doubt about it. Those those are probably uh, obviously in the top two or three. No doubt. All right. So I tried to get you on the show next week and <laughs> last last week, I mean, and yeah. uh, you. For the first time since I've known you, you politely declined. Tell us why. You didn't take it very good either, Bob. I I could read your text that you are very angry or very irritated. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Um, you wouldn't understand this because you you got tunnel vision here. But we we uh, this game was an important game for for us. We knew it clear in the summer. I always felt like there was way too many distractions. You know. Uh, TVs and radio and all that. And the kids got kind of hung up in all the hoopla. And uh, I told them in the summer, I said, when it's Carol week, we're cutting it off. It's just us against them. And we're going to, you know, try to keep our focus upon that. And you, you wouldn't believe the amount of pressure just in the, in the neighborhood and the East side of town, for the, the students, the faculty to the, uh, you know, former players here, uh, it, it was almost overwhelming. And I've only been at this four years, and we've lost three games by uh, 15, a total of 15 points. And, um, you know, it, we just needed a, a break from it. I felt that was the best way to attack it. Well, I won't, I won't harp on it because I do understand to some degree uh, you, so you're telling me that can if I, uh, can I ask a question over here? Yeah. Well, I want to I want to touch on this one and then I'll get to you, Jeff. So if ESPN yeah. had called, you would have declined their request for an interview, correct? Absolutely, Bob. If I declined you and Jeff, I would decline everybody else because you're at the top of my chart, both of you guys. We appreciate so, that. Yes, you no Coach, doubt about it. Coach, why do football coaches talk so much about distractions? I rarely hear that from baseball coaches and basketball coaches. Is that because it's just weekly and there's a lot of time leading up to a game and a lot of ways you can get into other stuff? Is that why distractions are always a big topic in in, in football? Well, I, I tell you one thing about basketball and baseball. You cannot play basketball and baseball wound up tightly and, you know, thinking about it all the time. You got to be loose. You go to uh, – you go to the uh, batter's box, you got to be loose. You pitch, you got to be loose. You play basketball, you can't play tight. Football, you can play tight because it's it's a it's a different mentality. It's a different environment. The locker room, you could hear a pin drop. In basketball, they got the music on and they're dancing. They got their wristbands. They're checking their, their socks. In baseball, I don't know what they're doing. But it's a whole different sport in a locker room. 
um, in in it's just a whole different thing. Football is a, a different animal. Weston Schartz is our guest. The uh, Crusaders of Cape and Mount Carmel are five and one. Uh, you've got a matchup this week with St. James, which they don't have a very good record, but they probably played uh, one of the, not probably they played one of the toughest schedules uh, this year known to man. So you got to be you got to be right back at it, right? This is not going to be uh, this is not a game you certainly take for granted. Well, Bob, I think they're the second best team we've played, and you know that being said, uh, they've played a, a brutal schedule. They always make a, a deep run in 4A. They're the most diverse offense we'll, we'll go against. They they do everything in the passing game. They motion. They no back, one back, two backs. They're a tough matchup for us because we're not playing the type of defense right now that we can shut people down. But we do think that we're going to put some points on the board. I think it's the second toughest matchup for us uh, this year, and it's one of those games – you know, we just came off a big win. Hopefully we can keep our, our focus. It's a dangerous game. And uh, I don't look for us to go up there and, and win by, you know, a big amount. We'll take a one-point victory. I can't hear Jeff. You can't hear Jeff. Here I am. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I was muted. Right. Um, so how would you like the, the City League to be decided? Because it's going to end up probably a three-way tie this year with you and East and Northwest. Uh, yeah, all having victories over each other. So, is there a, is there a tiebreaker you'd like to see implemented, or some some other way to to decide it? Not at all. I mean, we'll take a we'll take a share of it. Um, anytime you can share it or win it, it's a big thing. I mean, um, it, you know, they hadn't won a city league championship here in thirty seven years, uh, and before we got here, and it's not necessarily what we've done, but. This could be possibly if we take care of business at Heights, our second one in three years. So we'll take it anyway. We'll share it with 15 people if we have to. But anytime you can put a championship behind you, you know, I'm I'm proud of that fact that uh, we have that possibility of doing that. But, no, I'm okay with the way it is. Weston Schartz, our guest, he's the head football coach at Cape and Mount Carmel. Uh, Tell us about that atmosphere Friday night. Uh, down at Riverfront Stadium. You've played games at Derby. You've played games at Northwest where uh, there are a lot of people in the sands going crazy. Uh, What was it like playing at Riverfront Stadium? Well, there's nothing like uh, the two games that we've played there. I think we had 8,200 people, half and half, half yelling against us, half yelling for us, uh, coming out. You know, it's a great atmosphere they they host you and they uh, you walk in their locker rooms it's a professional stadium you know they got leather seats you know they got everything uh and then when you walk out you you get the big scoreboard and all the people uh, i know when we did our team prayer uh, i just started crying and i know that sounds really weird to you but just being in that type of game and that environment and being around a bunch of guys that that really care for one another and played football a long time together, and I knew they really, really wanted it. Uh, it was overwhelming at times, but once you get out there, and it, it's an amazing experience like none other that, that I've been a part of. So you were obviously pretty heavy favorites in that game. You won it 
pretty handily, pretty comfortably going away. You took a big lead early. What was the mood or the feelings, thoughts on the sidelines when when Carroll came back and, and tied it 14-14 and, and it looked like, okay, well, this is uh, going to be a barn burner at, at least? Well, I saw the kids. They, they A couple of them had a little look in their eyes like, here we go again. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I didn't have that thought for a second, but then we made a big play right before half, and I told the kids it would be close at half, and we'd wear them down in the second half. Um, we thought maybe they, that they they came to me, the guys did, and said, Coach, I think they got our signals. So we went to a numbering system and ran that and kind of took us out of our game a little bit, and I told the guys, do you want to go fast and them possibly knowing your play, or do you want to signal? They said, Coach, let's go fast. So we sped it up, and uh, – uh, you know, got the advantage in the second half. But I'm not going to lie to you. We got the breaks that Carroll normally gets against us. And they went our way this year. Normally it goes our way. And you got to make your own breaks. And I think our guys made their breaks this year. Talking high school football with Weston Sharp. So I didn't know what to make of 5A at the start of the season. 5A has always been loaded. Uh, we knew Mays was going to be down. And I didn't know what to expect. Here we are six weeks into this thing, and the western side of 5A uh, looks incredible. This is going to be a, a dogfight, right? I mean, there's it looks to me like there's five, six, seven teams that, uh, that could come out of the west. I, I would think you're totally right. A couple teams uh, run the ball very well. A couple teams throw the ball very well. Uh, I'd say there's probably six teams that, it could go either way, and and uh, we're definitely one of them, and that's what we we're shooting for. But there's, you know, be, be, uh, there's five other teams that can get that and make that trip to the uh, finals. But uh, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. But we're we're prepared for that, and you know, we've been working hard for it. So hopefully, we'll, we're one of the teams that make it into the finals. Coach, do you well, believe that? Do you believe there's there's six teams really that can yeah. come out of the West, or did you just say that because Bob said it? Because I don't no, see I, six teams. I, I see you and maybe a I'll couple. I'll name of them all. I'll name them all. Okay. Well, I make some people mad, but that's life. May South definitely's got an uh, opportunity. Hutch can they can run the ball and play great defense. Hayes, you never know what you're going to get with them, but they're pretty doggone physical. Uh, us. Goddard is a much better football team than people think. They run the ball and play great defense. That's five, and I'm probably missing one. Goddard Eisenhower. Uh, yeah, Goddard Eisenhower is undefeated. You know, so yeah, I told you I missed one, but yeah, any of those teams are pretty good. But I like our chances, and uh, we're excited to see if we can go out there and, and compete and, and win those games. But there's not a clear-cut favorite. That's well, I think team. you're. I I don't know that you're the clear-cut favorite, but you're the favorite. But I'd also throw liberal into that mix. I don't really know what to expect from them. All I've all I know is that I've heard that they're pretty good. That their six and zero record is pretty legitimate. So it's a uh, it's great. Five A is yeah. always good. And and on that note, I'm going to ask you this question. Sure. You're going to four A next year. How do you feel about yeah. it? I'm not happy about it, but I mean, it's based on obviously enrollment. You, you, you want to play, you know, six and five, a football, at least I do, but uh, nothing wrong for a, uh, um, I, I'd rather be in five, a where, you know, the competition level is a little bit tougher, 
And, uh, yeah, when I heard it, I'm going, oh, crap. But, you know, it is what it is. And, and uh, I think there's going to be some people that uh, in 4A that are saying, oh, man, Capon's in 4A, you know, kind of like me age. I'm not saying we're me age by any stretch, but we'll, we'll definitely be a force in 4A, no doubt about it. Wesson, uh, we've mended our fences. I'm an, I love you once again. And uh, I've been worried about that for a week. <laughs> Ever since you texted Dwayne Frazier and said, what's wrong with Weston? <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were miffed a little bit, but that's. I, I get over things quickly. Uh, you do. It's a, uh, you had a great win last week against your arch rival, Bishop Carroll. You play St. James Academy this week up in uh, Kansas City, and then you finish the regular season part of your schedule against Wichita Heights. Thanks, yeah. Weston. Thank you, guys. See you later. See you. See you. All right, that's uh, Weston Charts. There you go. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, joins us on the High Hop Hotline. Fitz, hello. How are you doing? Oh, you know, we're hanging in there. We're doing okay. How about you, my man? Well, right before my very eyes on Friday night, I saw K-State try to sleepwalk through a game and pay the price. <clears throat> that was uncomfortable to watch. I, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't quite get it. I, help me out. I, I wish I could, but, yeah, I, it was <clears> – <throat> you nailed it, though. It's hard to understand how that happened. It's hard to grasp. How now, if if you subtract the pandemic season, that was so weird, that K-State is one in four under Chris Kleiman after a bye week. So uh, whatever they're doing, don't do that anymore. That's just my that's my advice that I can give. Just don't do that anymore because uh, they really weren't focused on the game. They went through the motions. They didn't look engaged at all, and it's, it's hard to grasp. And I think some butts were chewed on Saturday at the uh, Veneer Complex. What what is this offense right now, and and what is Will Howard? What do you see uh, from him? What gives you hope? What what uh, leaves you somewhat discouraged for the rest of the season uh, for Kansas State? It's clear he's not the same quarterback he was last year, and that's got to be tremendously frustrating for him because it's also frustrating for anyone observing. But I think a big part of that, you can't count on these receivers. They they just aren't open or available and even more troubling we saw on Saturday or excuse me Friday guys not really running their routes if they didn't think the ball was coming to them they were mailing it in and just jogging through a route which is unforgivable for any receiver and then they weren't prepared when the ball did come their way um if these receivers that they're playing can't get it done they're going to have to look down the roster and try some young guys and and I know Chris Kleiman said he didn't want to insert a guy like Avery Johnson into that hostile environment in the middle of a game. Um, but, you know, if, if the guys who should be equipped to handle these things aren't handling it, then why not just go with some young guys? I know that that used to be the sentiment that a true freshman quarterback would, would never see the field. And I, and I get that. that. That was once the way of the world. Uh, but right. Avery Johnson's a special case, and uh, I guess those of us who are down here in the Wichita area who have watched him play just know how electric he can be, and this team could use a little bit of electricity, couldn't it? 
<clears throat> yeah, that's what I get back to. And I know a lot of people are clamoring for quarterback change, and, and I don't think you're to the point of doing that. Um, but I do think he should be used like he was at Missouri. And I'll just say it again. I said it after Missouri. They didn't use him enough as that running threat. Um, the fact that he wasn't prepared to come into that situation, that falls on the coaches. That falls on their scheming and, and a lack of preparation for this game because Oklahoma State let Will Howard run for more than 100 yards. What would Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson have done in that environment just, you know, keeping the ball and, and running. And maybe it would change the way Oklahoma State had to defend with him on the field, and that would have shuffled the deck a little bit. I know this. They needed to try something. They needed to shake it up in some way, and that never happened. Do you think? Did you think we'd be at the point, uh, in the, at this point in the Big 12, there were only three games in, but it, it, everyone just about looks mediocre. I guess outside of Oklahoma, which is which is undefeated and and played well against against Texas. What does that say about the Big Twelve? I guess and and how how much damage uh, if K State turns it around can they do in this conference? Do you think? Uh, great question, and I think we're seeing it all across college football. I, I just feel like college football as a whole isn't as good as it has been. There's not as many dominant teams. Um, in in the nation, and certainly we're seeing the Big 12, where apparently the two exiting are going to make a statement as they go out the door, a statement they haven't been able to make for a few years. Um, but I, I think the Big 12 is wildly entertaining. I know that, and every week is self-contained. You can stink one week and come back the next game and, and have a whole new opportunity to be good. We saw that with Oklahoma State. They lose at Iowa State. Sure, they had an off week to help prepare, but in the end, the next game out, they played much better. So if you're Kansas State, you have to hang your hat on that. You played horrible. Maybe this got everyone's attention that you've been leaving. It was easier than it was last year. You had to fight every moment to become Big 12 champions, and they hardly even fought at all at Oklahoma State. So now the benefit of Oklahoma beating Texas is you can truthfully tell your guys, hey, we control our own fate. If we want to be the team that – that we can be, we're capable of, we can win all these games and go back to the Big 12 title game. It's a hard sell for the fans after watching that, but if you're the team, you certainly believe you still control your own fate and you just got to start taking care of business. And it starts with the tech team that all of a sudden is playing much better football. So K-State was flat on Friday night, losing at Oklahoma State in a game nobody, I, nobody saw that coming. Uh, no. Meanwhile, up in Lawrence, KU rushes for right at 400 yards and a 51-22 win over a decent Central Florida team. Who's the better team right now, Kansas or Kansas State? I think right now it's it's Kansas because they have a sense of who they are. You know what I mean? They they understand. Yeah, we're we're a little uncertain at quarterback, sure, uh but we can do this with our backup. They they've kind of defined themselves a little bit better right now than Kansas State has, which it's kind of hard to believe if you're a K-Stater. Uh, but I'll say this. Um, everyone's going to run a, the ball against Central Florida. Until UCF figures out how to tackle and and uh, get players to the ground, because a lot of that yardage was after contact. They just, they're, they're bad. Um, and they're getting worse with injuries. Um, so uh, let's be honest. The three of us could come up with that game plan for Kansas. You got Jason Bean. UCF can't tackle. Let's just run the ball. Uh, but they did it extremely well. And now, they, ironically, 
They also follow K-State now to go to Oklahoma State, and they've got a good lesson from K-State what not to do. They learned from the UCF game, this is what we need to do. Now they know we can't go to Oklahoma State and be flat. We were great. We ran the ball at will, but that may not translate at all to this game. Um, So it's going to be fun. I mean, the the irony is Kansas pulled a hard schedule. They have both Texas and Oklahoma, something very few teams in the conference have on their schedule. Uh, And so that's just a huge game looming for the Jayhawks. Tim Fitzgerald, our guest, gopowercat.com. If you're not a K-State, if you're a K-State fan and you haven't subscribed, you need to do that immediately. So here's here's a question, and I know uh, football requires 22 players, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Uh, One player normally – doesn't make a world world of difference, but did Deuce Vaughn? What was his contribution beyond being one of the best running backs in the country? Do they miss him in other ways? I I think they do. I think he he was clearly kind of a uh, security blanket. You know what I mean? They they knew well if something goes wrong, Deuce can solve it. Um, and there's a lot of truth to that, but. I don't think this was about the players and how they were, you know, how they played. I, I just don't think the coaches had them ready to play. They simply didn't. I, I don't think they had enough in their game plan to adapt. They were pretty sold on what they could do. And when that didn't work, they didn't seem to get out of it. Um, yeah. I think this was just an all an overall failure of Chris Kleiman's program. He knows that. Um, and he's going to get that corrected. I think, you know, again, a, a big problem for K-State is, they don't have enough guys making dynamic plays, and I'm talking about the receivers mostly. They're just not very good right now. Now, listen, I'm not going to be an overreaction guy because those guys stink. But that's you're so an overreaction. <laughs> I'm going to say this: uh, when you say that that Chris Kleiman's going to get this corrected quickly, and and I, he may, he very well may do that. Uh, I did. I was. Pretty. Uh, I was around a lot when Bill Snyder coached at K State. I don't recall those words ever be being uttered. Bill Snyder's going to fix this. It was already fixed, wasn't it? Yeah, you're 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 right in a lot of ways. And also, I I feel like um, the games change at the transfer portal, and and being able to reinvent yourself in a year. And, and I feel like uh, teams teams don't appreciate that there's talent. Our players don't appreciate there's talent everywhere on these teams, and, and anyone can come and get you. It's always been true, but I feel like the portal now is so true. You can't take anything for granted, or you're going to lose to someone you never expected to lose to, and that's what happened to K-State. But how they took for granted beating Oklahoma State in Stillwater, I'll never understand because Chris Kleiman still hasn't done it. Tim Fitzgerald, I guess. So what you just said there brought to mind a question because earlier in the show we talked about how college football, I don't know if you use the word down, but we we said there aren't any really dominant teams. I would agree with that. But then you just said that all these teams have really good players. So is it, the, is it a matter that more teams have good players and it's harder to uh, be exceptional in this day and age of the transfer portal? Yeah, I, I think the backups are transferring to be the starters at, at other programs, and that strengthens that program while weakening the other program because they don't have the same level of backup. 
there was a certain sense of stockpiling talent at all these schools. Um, but now the guys can say, you know what, I want to go play. I, look, I love winning a national title or an SEC title or a Big Ten title. I want to play football. And these guys now have an easy way to get up and leave and go somewhere where they can play. And, we're, you know, we've seen it at Colorado. We've seen it at Kansas. We've seen some programs really use the transfer portal to their advantage and elevate where they they should be in the normal arc of, of a building a football program that's been able to be accelerated tremendously for coaches now with the portal. So I was going to ask about basketball real quick because we had media day here in uh, Wichita, the American Conference. I don't think the Big 12 has had that yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I've just been surprised by the lack of love that Kansas State is getting, and I know that they lost their two best and most dynamic and exciting players, but it just seems like uh, there's there's enough residual left, and Jerome Tang, even uh, this early in the career, having a little bit of a, a reputation that maybe K-State would uh, show up on some of these top 25s or others receiving votes. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised by it, too. Um, but then again, that might just play right right into what he wants to communicate to his team that last year didn't matter. We got no credit for last year in the polls and probably rightfully so. um, We're people are still looking at that as maybe a fluke. Let's go out there and prove them wrong. But, um, you know, we talk about how good the big 12 is in football. It's not really that good this year, but it's competitive. Uh, Yeah. Big 12 basketball is just brutal. And if you're a voter from, the East or West Coast, how many Big 12 teams do you really want to put in your poll? How far down do you go? Um, so, I don't know. I think this place you can't take advantage, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, I feel like we figured something out in this interview. It was a, it was a good one. I'll get back to you when I completely know what it was. Okay, Fitz? <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I really don't know what to say about um, – what Kansas State put on the field at Oklahoma State, I kind of feel like aliens came to visit, and you're asking me to describe them. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not used to seeing this. It's, it was a weird, weird performance by K-State. Yeah, and they got another another challenging game coming up against Texas Tech. So we'll see. Thank you, Fitz. Thank you, boys. Good to talk to you. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. His work. We'll be back with our number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.